So we've been talking about the Mass, and we talked last week about the Liturgy of the Word, so this week we're going to touch on the Liturgy of the Eucharist. And rather than trying to give a technical explanation of all the different elements, because we could do that, and it would be helpful maybe to some degree, but I'm going to look a little bit more, I guess, uh, spiritual on the spiritual side of things and try to help us enter into it. So we come to offer Jesus the sacrificial lamb at this part of the Mass that we'll be getting right after the Creed. And we do this uh, because this is what Jesus himself told us to do. In some way, this unites us to God and allows us to be nourished in a supernatural way, that we do this and the Lord does something. That mechanically, what's happening is not visible to the physical eye. We can't see what's transforming the bread and wine becoming the body and blood, but it does happen. It happens in our very presence. Um, so today, perhaps for, for just a, a thought, let's, let's meditate a little bit on this experience of Jesus encountering the woman at the well. He says, give me a drink. Jesus thirsts for us. He thirsts for us to receive him, but not just a drink of water, as the woman believes he's asking for. He thirsts for our very souls, or our very selves, a relationship with us. And the woman comes looking and... Uh, she's looking for ordinary water, right? The, that's why she's at the well, of course. Jesus wants to offer her something different. He tries to awaken her to a greater desire, a greater need, a greater sustenance, which he will offer his very self. And if we will have the faith to see it and are united enough with Jesus to experience it, we too can experience a greater depth uh, in the Eucharist. So it's important when we celebrate the, the liturgy of the Eucharist to pay attention um, really the whole Mass, but especially during the Eucharistic prayer, pay attention to the who's speaking to who, um, you know, and on behalf of who. So there's a, there are many places in the Mass where there's a dialogue between the people and the priest. Really, it's Christ speaking to the people, Christ speaking to the Father. Most of the Eucharistic prayer is spoken to the Father. So there's a way in which the, the priest speaks uh, on behalf of Jesus, and Jesus is speaking to the Father. That's the whole idea of um, ad orientum worship, which is when the priest used to face the, the, the altar away from the people, and he would only turn around when there was something addressed to the people. So it was very obvious who he was speaking to at the different parts of the Mass. And so, because we no longer do that, there's sort of, we sort of lose that, and we sort of think, well, the priest is speaking to us. But that's not really true. He's speaking on behalf of us. There's a few moments, a few times, when the priest speaks to the people during the Eucharistic prayer, uh, otherwise, he's mostly speaking to the Father. And so it's good for us to pay attention to that so that we too are kind of not so much listening to the priest as speaking to the Father in our own hearts, speaking to the Lord in, in our own minds as we kind of go through the prayer that we are in dialogue with the Lord. The Liturgy of the Eucharist um, is mostly this prayer of Jesus offering himself to the Father. Now, I think part of the struggle with this part of the Mass is that it's so otherworldly, right? There's, there's so much happening that we can't see. The, what we see on the exterior is, you know, not too exciting. It's kind of mundane in many ways. And this keeps us from transcending. It keeps us from going to that deeper, higher place. But if we could see, what would we see? What would be happening? What would we uh, be noticing? And that's something to think about. 
to allow the soul to go to a deeper place, to enter into the mystery of what is actually happening. I think this is why the church tries to really make the church space a dignified place to celebrate the Mass. Why we have uh, sacred crosses and candles and chalices and um, all the different things, altars, statues, sacred art, stained glass, incense, all of that, the music, all of it is meant to help us enter into this sacred event. Now, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily do that always, but it's meant to kind of elevate the, the celebration. And sometimes we, we, we're limited, right? We don't have music today other than uh, an opening hymn, closing hymn, and a few other mass parts and so forth. There are times when we're limited to what we can do, but we should do it the best we can to make this celebration dignified. Our posture, uh, our disposition should be one of worship. Not sort of zoning out and waiting for Father to finish the prayer, the long prayer, or that long reading today, but to really pay attention that we are here to worship. Because in reality, we'll, we'll, we'll have difficulty, right? Uh, we'll have difficulty at times entering into the mystery. It's not going to be every Mass that we have this mystical experience, even though there is a reality that God is being coming present on the altar. Unless God reveals it to us or shows us something, unless he makes it possible for us to see, we won't see. It's by faith, right? It's by faith. Uh, we don't have the physical equipment necessary to see what's happening on the spiritual level. But as best we can, we should allow the Lord to lead us into this transcending experience where we transcend the physical world and enter at least partially into the spiritual realm. We can learn to transcend by allowing the Lord to impact us, by focusing our minds as best we can, again, on what Jesus is accomplishing and trying to offer ourselves, too, to be open to how do I participate in this. I don't have to say anything. I don't have to do anything necessarily other than what we normally do. But am I offering the Mass alongside the priests? Or am I sort of zoning out or in my own place? To be trying to focus as best we can to enter into it will help us uh, be more uh, fruitful in receiving from the Lord. So this is difficult, right? It's, it's a challenge for us. It might seem frustrating at times that we so seldom have that transcending experience at the Mass. But it's important to us to remember that even if it's mundane feeling, even if it seems like nothing's happening, even if it feels very boring, it is always better for us to do this, to come and offer worship, to come and offer ourselves as best we can, rather than not doing those things, right? Uh, than to not do anything at all. No matter what we experience, no matter what our felt experience is at the Mass, we enter the threshold of heaven. We, by being here, are being, in a sense, opening ourselves to what God wants to do in us. No matter what we see or hear, God makes himself present. We know this by faith. So this is, this is worshiping the living God, that we are coming to worship. God is honoring, uh, has honored us with the opportunity to be here today. He's coming to meet us in the Eucharist. And our heartfelt attempts to meet him, to worship him, are going to be noticed by him and received by him. Now, because we so seldom see it, it is all the more an act of faith, an act of love, 
to do this for Jesus is a gift that we offer him. When we, when we say, I don't feel anything, I don't see anything, I'm not, a, I'm not being carried away into the mystical heavens, all the more then is it a sacrifice that we offer to him and say, I'm doing this for love of you, Jesus, because I'm not seeing anything, I'm not feeling anything. If we only celebrated the Mass because we got something out of it every time, or because it felt good, or it was consoling to us all the time, we might begin to think that it's about me, that I'm here for my own self. It's sort of a transactional thing. I come, I give my time, and I get, in response, I get consolation or I get uh, something in return. Now, we do receive something, right? God does bless us, but it's not always something tangible that we can take home with us. The very fact that we often feel nothing allows us to remain in this place of offering, of being a priestly sacrifice, offering our lives, offering our time, offering our resources to God. So to sum it up then, the liturgy of the Eucharist is an encounter with the person of Jesus. On a practical level, just some things to think about. When we have the offertory, can we offer ourselves? Can we take that moment to really give ourselves? The epiclesis, when the priest calls down the Holy Spirit, when he uh, invites the Holy Spirit into the gifts of the bread and the, and the wine, invite the Holy Spirit to come into you as well. Holy Spirit, come into my life. Come into me. Help me to become this offering of, of sacrifice for you. So entering into the moments of the Mass with Jesus, picturing the different experiences of the Last Supper, the Passion, the Death, the Resurrection, the Ascension, all the different elements of where we are mystically present is very helpful for us. Not always easy to do, but it's helpful to accompany Jesus in these actions, to speak to Jesus from our hearts, to allow him uh, to, to hear our words of thanks, our words of praise, our words of offering, and receiving him in the Eucharist with love, with devotion, talking to him, speaking to him on a personal level. There's no greater thing that we can do in our lives, nothing greater than we can do with ourselves than to participate in the sacrifice of the Mass. Soul of Christ, sanctify me. Body of Christ, save me. Blood of Christ, inebriate me. Water from the Christ side, wash me. Passion of Christ, strengthen me. O good Jesus, hear me. Within thy wounds, hide me. Suffer me not to be separated from thee. From the malicious enemy, defend me. In the hour of my death, call me and bid me come to thee that I may praise thee with thy saints and with thy angels forever and ever. Amen.